Hey everybody and welcome back to another case of the Black Case Diaries. Ooh, it's been a little while. It's been a little bit. It's yeah. been a couple couple weeks. A minute. Yeah. Yes. So if you've forgotten our names in this time, <laughs> I'm Marcy. I'm Robin. And I'm Adam. Yeah, this is uh we're in season we're we're about to start season three. This is kind of a bridge episode yeah. between the seasons. Yeah, and so we're about to get to a point where we have to as my husband told me earlier today, we have to get rid of a beloved character and introduce one that nobody likes and oh, kind of right yeah. someone I, needs to leave it so i i volunteer i'm leaving the show <laughs> oh wait <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> gosh adam who are we bringing I, in i branded myself as the beloved character do you guys do you yeah, guys hear that well, yeah we know um, <laughs> we'd have to bring in somebody that nobody likes um oh, gosh jacob's yeah. available because <laughs> <laughs> he's already been on how many episodes <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, boy. So, yeah, today we're going to do a little bit of a, like Robin mentioned, a little half bridge episode. Yeah, a briefcase. Yeah. And uh, it's very special because we're releasing it on Thanksgiving Day. Yes, so happy yeah. Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Hope you're filled up with uh, turkey and... <laughs> Falling asleep, listening to the Black Case Diaries. Yes, yeah. or maybe you're in the car on your way to your family. Uh, you need to listen to a podcast. Yeah, this would be it. This yep. would be here. We are here. We are. We're, we did this welcome. just for you. Yes. And on our Thanksgiving, we are thankful for you. Yes, so we thank are. Thank you. So today, for talking about Thanksgiving, we're actually going to talk about a Thanksgiving movie. However, it is also a Christmas movie, which is, makes it very special, extra special. Yes. Mm. There are actually a lot of Thanksgiving movies we could have chosen. We could have talked about pick a Thanksgiving movie. Planes, Ooh. trains, and automobiles. There you go. Okay. Right. Yeah. Home for the holidays. It's one right. of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but today instead we chose. Yay. Miracle, Miracle on, on 34th, 34th Street. That's right. Miracle on 34th Street now available on Disney Plus. No. <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, if you're listening. Yeah. Go ahead and give us a sponsor. <laughs> so every year my family watches this movie on thanksgiving and some people might just consider it a christmas movie but the movie starts on thanksgiving and then it ends at christmas much like nightmare before christmas that starts on halloween Yes. And ends at Christmas, so it could be either one. So this is a Thanksgiving movie that we watch, especially because the Thanksgiving parade always brings in the Christmas season. So we thought we would talk a little bit about the parade itself, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and the movie. Yes, everyone loves it. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys still watch it on TV? I do. I try to. I'm usually working, so oh. I usually can't. Ouch. Yeah. That's lame. You poor thing. I know. One thing that does bother me about parades on TV, though, they should, <laughs> they should have just a two-hour block ready for this thing, rather than having to cut away for commercials and stuff. Yeah, it drives mm-hmm. me crazy. Especially like the Rose Bowl parade is another really big yeah. one, right? I always have to put on. Like ABC and CBS, because they're both they're both covering it. And when one goes to a commercial, I flip to the other one, and they're oh about the gosh. same place. You are an intense parade viewer, Adam. Yes. I didn't yeah. realize that you oh were so gosh. into parades. Yeah, we usually just had it like when I was younger. We had it's, it on in the background. Right. It's right. It's mainly just the Rose Bowl parade though, because yeah. the floats are amazing. Mm. Not to not to diss on the Macy's Day parade, but it's a, there are a lot more like celebrities, and the balloons are really cool and all that mm-hmm. stuff. 
but I personally really like the rose parade because of the floats being made out of, you know, flowers and stuff. It's yeah, really, really cool. cool. It's impressive. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about that. Well, That's and New Year's. Yeah. So my nieces, I they come over for Thanksgiving and we watch the parade together. And it's really fun because I, I have such a hard time convincing them to stay in the room with me <laughs> to watch the parade. When it goes to commercial, they look at me and they go, can we go in the kitchen now? Like, can we leave? Yeah. And my niece Leah, it's especially funny because she gets angry at the commercials. She goes, oh, more ads. Oh, and she like runs out of the room. And my brother, his her dad says, this is especially funny because the entire parade is a commercial. But she doesn't realize it. She doesn't realize that the whole parade's a commercial. Yeah. When, when there's a commercial break, she leaves. Yeah. It's, it's very funny. It's... <laughs> When you think, especially now, it's hard to get kids to watch just network TV, regular mm-hmm. TV, because they're used to being able to skip ads yeah. on the internet or watching right. streaming services that don't have ads at all. Right. And uh, I have I run into that a lot with the with them because they that's all they know. I really. mean, I get it though. Ads uh, are the yeah. worst, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that whole thing with like YouTube putting up more than one ad in a mm-hmm. row now—it's like, come on. The thing I hate is the mini movie trailer before the movie trailer. Ad. Oh well, yeah, that's and like you can't skip it. They, like, <laughs> yeah, they have to squeeze in the entire trailer into five seconds because then after the five seconds you can skip it. Yeah, I yeah. I hate it's great. that. Let's get into some of the history of the parade. Let's do it. If you know anything about Macy's, the department store, the flagship store is in Manhattan and is located on 34th Street. That may be why the movie is called Miracle on 34th Street. Any, right? Well, I, I, th- I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was the, when at the, at the time that they created the parade, it was the world's largest store. They had just expanded it and it had about 1 million square feet. This is insane. Yes, in the 1920s. Yeah. So in the 1920s, they've got a store that's so huge that it's got a million square feet. And they decide to put on this parade. And I think the first parade was in 1924. And it was, from the beginning, meant to be a Christmas parade. Mm-hmm. Even though it was on Thanksgiving or near Thanksgiving. Pretty sure it was on Thanksgiving. I found a lot of conflicting accounts. Mixed, yeah, mixed even, results. Yeah. Even though it was on Thanksgiving, they still called it the Macy's Christmas Day Parade because the idea was that they were bringing in the Christmas season, right. which is still what the parade is for. Right. They they show off all of their Christmas displays and all that stuff. All of the characters are Christmas-themed most of the time. The floats have some Christmassy stuff. And then the parade always ends with Santa Claus at the, at yeah. the end. Yeah. There were three floats. In the in the parade, in the original, <laughs> yeah, pulled by horses. There were four bands and zoo animals, including camels, donkeys, elephants, and goats. Wow, it sounds like a blast. Yes, could you imagine <laughs> being from that time and seeing that parade? Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, that was great. Wow, All those things happen, yeah. and then you go, and then you jump forward in time to now, and you have to sit. Yeah, through. <laughs> imagine, yeah, so like. Let's say, yeah, if you're 100, uh-huh. you know, and you were born in 1919 and you were a little kid and you mm-hmm. went to the first, the 1924 Macy's <laughs> Thanksgiving Day Parade and now you're 100 years old and you're watching it on TV and you're just like, what happened? <laughs> it's still going? <laughs> this is insane. So Santa Claus back then was still an important component of the parade being the final part, mm-hmm. bringing in the Christmas season. Every time I watched it when I was a kid, 
my parents would we would kind of it would be on and they didn't really watch it because they were making the food but then when it got to be near the end of the parade they would they would very pointedly point out santa claus on the tv and they'd say look see it's now christmas season see because santa claus it's not christmas until santa claus shows up at the end of the parade you know Mm -hmm. so and that was also let's turn off the tv now the parade's (laughs) over (laughs) we're we're done with this yeah let's eat yeah so three years later in 1927 they renamed the parade to be the thank macy's thanksgiving day parade which is what it is called now and they added giant balloons hooray yeah that's kind of what the parade is famous for now they have giant balloons of helium I, I've always wanted to be one of the holders <laughs> yeah. for one of those balloons. I can't imagine what it's like. I mean, it may not it may not be nearly as exciting as I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're listening right now. And they're like, yeah. it's not it's that not great, that bro. Big a deal. Yeah. But it <laughs> looks it's tiring, man. You're but, standing here for hours. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah. But it looks Lots like walking. fun. I would love to be in the parade too. I I used to be in parades when I was a kid because mm-hmm. I was a clown, and my dad is a clown, so we would, you know, I'd be in parades with him. And so, yeah, it is not, I've been in tiny, tiny parades. I can't imagine <laughs> how tired I would be oh, at the man. end of that parade. Yeah, That, that would be nuts. The, the, the hardest thing, I've been in a couple of tiny parades too, being in a marching band. But the, the worst thing, or I guess the hardest thing about it is keeping your energy up the entire time. Yeah. Like you don't have a break. Like, oh, if we're turning this corner, there's nobody here. We could like chill for a second while we're following to the next part mm-hmm. nope there are people all the way down the entire route yeah from beginning mm-hmm. to end and you have to keep that energy up it's probably even harder for a clown when you're a clown it's tough because you have like an act that you're trying right. to perform as you're walking down the street and you can't you can't stop doing the act you have to <laughs> yeah. right you yeah. can't just walk and wave i know a lot of clowns do that but me and my dad had like a choreographed routine you know, where we used our props and stuff, and so we had to do That's that stuff great. as we walked down the street. That's, so That makes it so much better, though. Yeah, I mean, it was nice because you could take tiny little breaks, mm-hmm. very minuscule breaks while you were, you know, I'd sweep something up or pick things up. And that's when we could hand kids candy because, ah, you know, right, you, right. you really shouldn't throw candy. <laughs> you really should just, you know, hand it or drop it. Mm-hmm. But anyway... So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So the balloons came in, they replaced the animals because I guess the animals were scary and the balloons were somehow not. The animals <laughs> were scary, but these gigantic, these gigantic balloons. And we've seen pictures of these first balloons. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> A little different than what they think are about, Think about what they could achieve back then in the yeah. 20s. Yeah. And you got it. There you go. It's not, not... I- I'd be way more terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was up the like, last year, there was this goat. He walked up to me. I patted him on the head. It was great. It I'm was, not scared at all. It was fine, all. yeah. The next year, this huge, huge, like poorly made Felix the Cat's like, hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's oh. scary. They say it's Felix the Cat, but if in the picture, I'm like, how do they know nah. that was Felix the Cat? I know. Yeah, when you showed me that picture, it was like, no. Yeah. I don't know. It, was... it looks like an animal of some sort. But... Yeah, everybody kind of knows what Felix the Cat looks like now, but it's really like this. If you search a picture of it, there'll be a picture on the blog post. Yeah. Um, it's like a, just like a cylinder... With a cat head attached, and it's, I mean, yeah, they tried. Yeah, they tryeth. Yes, they tryeth. They tryeth. That's right. 
I also want to say that it is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. This is the one that's the most famous. However, there is an older Thanksgiving Day Parade that's held every year in Philadelphia. And it is by the rival toy store, Gimbal's. Or the rival department store, Gimbal's. Yes. Which is actually featured in this movie. If you forgot, we're actually going to talk about a movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just in case you guys, uh, yeah. I thought we were a parade podcast. <laughs> There was actually a tradition for a little while of releasing the balloons at the end of the parade. Yeah. Um, they used to just let them go. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever let go of a tiny balloon before and you watch it float away and it's gone forever. That was always so tragic when yeah. I was a kid. I can't yeah. believe we did it on purpose. Yeah, and <laughs> especially if you're not the one who lost their balloon. You just see one floating away yeah. and you're like, oh, no, what happened, right? <laughs> but they took the, uh, you know, these huge balloons that are stories tall as they come through the buildings and they're done, they let them go. Why? Why? <laughs> um, but yeah, the, and then Mr. Macy himself issued a hundred dollar reward to those people who could, who would bring the balloons back because they had the, they had the ad return address yeah. printed somewhere on the balloon. Oh. So people would bring them back and get a reward. But obviously they had to stop doing that <laughs> because it was just too dangerous. Yeah, people would try to catch the balloons in the air. Yeah, they started and using just, airplanes. Yeah, yeah, and this is this gigantic balloon. It, even if you're not trying to catch it and you're flying in, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that could still be like, a big problem. It's like... Uh, <laughs> This is your captain speaking. If you look out your right window, you'll see uh, Felix the Cat. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't cause any damage of any sort. I mean, like, they're so huge that, like, right. yeah. even if they don't have any weight tech... Well, I guess they still would have weight because of all that heavy. material. Yeah, once the helium but, leaks out, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they're around a lot of buildings. Mm-hmm. Who knows where they ended up? That'd be an interesting thing to find yeah. out. Like, yeah. wh- like how far away did they go? I want to meet somebody who found one. I mm-hmm. mean, they're probably quite old now, but I'd right. still yeah. like to talk to somebody who found a who found a Macy's Thanksgiving Day balloon. Just landed in the tree in your backyard. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> well, we get a hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah, cool. It's gonna cost a hundred dollars to replace or to you know to fix get the it. tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to transport to get, it. get somebody to take it <laughs> off the tree yeah right uh, anyway sorry oh <laughs> uh, so for not about 93 years the parade has been going on mm-hmm. and in all that time there were only three years where they didn't do any any parade at all during world war ii yes yeah which would be a good that'd be a good excuse to i think not so. have a parade <laughs> there was a shortage of helium but yeah, the the last little fact though, after the war was in 1945 was the first time they brought it back. Uh, they That's brought true. It, they, yeah, they broadcast it on TV, which is pretty neat. Yeah, and uh, this is going to be fun because Miracle on 34th Street was it came out in 1947, but mm-hmm. it was filmed in 1946. So when this movie came out, the parade was it had just come back. Right. The war had just ended, and mm-hmm. so yeah. It was kind it of was a kind of a nice little thing. Maybe more on everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, wanted to remind everybody of it. Yeah, <laughs> come so, to Macy's and buy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's a good movie anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Fun fact, I actually began by watching the newer version of this movie, but once Robin introduced me to the the original version, I have watched that one ever since. But yeah, the original one is like, like so much better. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the, the newer the version? The newer one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, yep. it doesn't have the heart. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. I can't say that it doesn't have any. Yeah, because it's still it's a good. Just not the it's still, same. It's, right. There is Miss Walker, and she has a daughter who is she she is raising, and she wants to raise her in a very practical way, not believing in things like the Easter Bunny and things like that. And she she basically creates the Macy's Day Parade every year. Yeah, she's she, like the manager. Yeah, mm-hmm. manages yeah. it and makes sure everything goes smoothly. And this year they have this lovely Santa that uh, needs to stay warm. And so he decides that he is going to uh, drink and uh, gets a bit uh, drunk, (laughs) really, to say the least. And I guess in real life it was very cold because apparently Maureen O'Hara, who plays Ms. Walker, said that she was jealous of the characters that did not have to be outside (laughs) because it was so freaking cold out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because they filmed this. They filmed these scenes with a real parade happening yes in the background they it, just had some other shots it was the actual yeah. parade yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. you can tell having just watched it you can tell that she was actually very cold outside <laughs> when she was acting because yes. she, the whole time she was like oh do this and then she would like fix, adjust she, her she, jacket and yeah then, oh, she was God. like shaking yeah <laughs> yeah so it was it was authentic yeah but anyway nice sorry. nice so she needs uh she does, is not aware of this until Chris Kringle, this yeah. uh, mm-hmm. older gentleman. They don't really introduce him quite yet. He just, he looks like a Santa. Mm-hmm. And he comes up and he, he sees that the <laughs> Santa is drunk and he's like, um, this is not good. <laughs> and so he goes, o- ends up going over to her. And long story short, she hires him to be the Santa. Right. right. <laughs> and I they- will not be portrayed in such a manner. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes well. It goes yes, really well. Really well. It, everybody seems to love him, and even Susan, uh, her her younger daughter, her young daughter, who is very practical and doesn't really believe in Santa Claus, but she does believe that he is a very convincing Santa Claus. Yes. And he then gets hired to be their department store Santa. There's a lot in this movie to kind of unpack. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we have this plot with with Chris Kringle, who we're kind of not introduced as. He, we're not really told in the beginning that he's the real Santa Claus, but there's lots of little clues, the way he acts and the things that he says. And so we kind of get this idea that, okay, so this character believes he's Santa. And then we also have Susan and Miss Walker, and we've got Fred Gailey, who Fred is Gailey. a fun little extra character that we... <laughs> he is. So Su- the daughter, Susan, she stays home from the parade because it's cold and her mom's working it. And the maid, the woman that takes care of their home, lets her go over to this neighbor's um, place, apartment or so. And their neighbor is Fred Gailey. Yep. A very, very nice gentleman. It's kind of it's good odd nice nowadays. Gentleman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be quite odd nowadays. It would have been weird. I mean, at least, at least she could see them 
through. You could tell, you could see that what they were doing yes. through mm-hmm. the through the window. So that was good. That was good. But it was a little. It is that's definitely something that would not happen now. Where no. you, you would say, "Oh, it's not my child," but go ahead yeah. and take her. <laughs> that person we, we hardly know. We don't know you that much, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So they're watching, and and so uh, Miss Walker comes home, and it, there's this really awesome scene <laughs> where, <laughs> actually, a couple. This whole this whole like interaction here between Susan and Mister Gailey, and then Mister Gailey and Miss Walker is just uh, amazing yeah. because you have Mister Gailey talking to Susan about the parade and talking about her mom mm-hmm. and which is revealed that who her mom is single who he's obviously interested <laughs> in and his eyes and face light up a little yeah. bit when he realizes that she's not married uh-huh. yeah. and so then so susan very politely tries to get her mom to ask mr gailey to come to thanksgiving <laughs> yeah and and you know mr gailey is planted off like oh no oh, i no, can no, just no. eat a sandwich it's okay i could not possibly yeah no no <laughs> and then little susan's like did i ask all right yeah it's a great i i love did I do it right? it's got did such I a it cute right? little moment yeah where he so obviously tried to use the child yeah yeah to which <laughs> she gave it away yeah which you know at least at least it works but it is like the, i wouldn't recommend doing such a thing <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, you know, we've got Chris Kringle. He's working at the store and uh, things are going all right. You know, he's a friendly old man. Susan likes him. And then things start to happen where, you know, I think it Doris, Miss Walker, realizes that he thinks he's the real Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And uh, she thinks this is a problem. So she gets first she fires him. Yes. And uh, right after she fires him, she finds out that he has been sending people to other stores to find toys for their kids. Right. Which has caused this great boost in sales for Macy's because people suddenly <laughs> think that Macy's actually cares about people. And uh, which is, you know, I mean, that's not really what they wanted they didn't really realize he was going to do this and at first i thought this would be a bad thing but he turns out he's you know sending people to different stores and this has made people want to shop at macy's even more and uh, once he's done this doris fires him thinking that he might not be a good person to work for the company and uh, so then she finds out that they need to rehire him and this kind of gimmick starts working for macy's super well Mm mm-hmm yeah, lots of lots of moms are very happy with it. They're mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, like this is the greatest place." Yeah, you're you're, you're making you're wanting to make our children happy. Yes, and oh yeah, <laughs> and over time, Susan starts to believe that he really is Santa Claus too, mm-hmm. even though she's always been taught not to believe in Santa Claus. Right. Yeah. And this really, really worries Doris. Yeah, <laughs> it causes a lot of issues with her, and. Uh, there is this character, he's a psych, 
psychologist. They actually say psychiatrist and psychologist mm-hmm. in the movie. <laughs> he's a psychologist. Yeah, we don't know which, what, which one he actually he's is. He's a psych boy. Yeah. yeah he uh, didn't really seem like either. But. Yeah. Right, he's just <laughs> He's a like guy. the resident psych- psychologist, and he doesn't examine. He doesn't really like him. He just doesn't like Chris Kringle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, want, he thinks he's insane, and, you know, yeah. So things kind of come to a head. Uh, Chris Kringle assaults the psycho- psychologist, you know, I say assault might be a strong word, but he, yeah. you shouldn't hit somebody. You know, right. he yeah. hits him with it with his umbrella. He shouldn't have done that. And so now he gets he gets inst- he gets sent to an institution, mm-hmm. and now there's a trial to find out. You know, and Fred Gailey is now his defense. Yay, Fred! Yeah, and he must prove that this man is Santa Claus in right. order to keep him from getting locked up. Yep, which is pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the movie we just told you the whole movie there, there it you is go. yep there's a whole lot of whole lot of great stuff in it so. right the 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 man who plays santa claus um is an amazing mm-hmm. um he he won an oscar for best supporting actor yeah for this movie and it really it's obviously obvious to see why right oh, it, yeah. he, he does such a great job he's so likable and when people are like, you're the worst, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this man, this man brings joy and happiness to everyone. Right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Of course he's Santa Claus. Just look. <laughs> I mean, pull on his beard. Like, yeah, he's yeah, got a real beard. Yeah, you pull on his beard. And, and one example, I love the part where that that girl, yeah. the... The, yeah. the young girl who doesn't speak English comes mm-hmm. up and was worried that Santa wouldn't be able to talk to right. her. And he's like, oh, yes. Yeah, that's a that's a tearjerker of a scene. Yeah. There's a scene where it, this is where Susan really starts to believe that he's Santa Claus mm-hmm. because a young girl comes to see him and she only speaks Dutch. Mm-hmm. And which, I, you know, when I pointed out to we were watching this and I was thinking, you know, she might have... She might be a refugee from the war. Yeah. Because the war has, mm-hmm. you know, only been over for a mm-hmm. year when this was filmed. And so... You know, the like, so for story purposes, that might be who she is. And she's, you know, and uh, um, she, you know, talks to Santa Claus and she's all upset because, you know, she only speaks Dutch and, you know, and, but she, when she saw Santa Claus, she knew he was the real one mm-hmm. and that he could talk to her. Oh. And she was absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And he has this wonderful little conversation with her, which I read what she says in, in, in the conversation is that, he asks her what she wants for Christmas, and mm-hmm. she says, I don't want anything because I'm going to cry. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> she says, I don't, want, I don't want anything because I've already gotten everything I ever wanted since my new mom adopted me. Oh. That's what she oh, says. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> and I just, I, I, can't, I can't. Wow. It's just too much. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, and it's, they sing the song together, and it's real cute, and mm-hmm. oh, my God. Because yeah. everybody knows that the real Santa can speak yeah. every language. He can speak. Yeah. I mean, he's been around for so long <laughs> yeah. that I mean, he's had time to learn all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that would be a fun thing to do with like if you had if you were happened to be immortal. Yeah, yeah. Learning every language would be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, man. So that's really what's wrong with those Santa Claus movies, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't. <laughs> they only speak English. It's yeah, exactly. Just, that's what's give, that's the problem. Yeah. Darn it, Tim Allen. Okay, go. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the movie was directed by George Seaton, and it was shot during a bitter New York winter where the equipment would 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 freeze, 
And a lot of the time, sometimes they would even go to people. Like there was one woman where they would go into her apartment and warm up. And uh, yeah, Maureen O'Hara was so grateful that she that, that, that she let them do that, that she took her out to dinner. Aww. Took her, hus- her and her husband out to dinner. And that was kind of a kind of a sweet little thing. The story was written by Valentine Davies and George Seaton, the director. Valentine Davies actually got the idea for the story when he was shopping for his wife at Christmas, and he realized that he has having a hard time getting through all the crowds. Yeah. He wondered how the real Santa would think, or how, yeah, how he would think about, you know, all the commercialism that has now come mm-hmm. from Christmas and what, how he would approach that. And that was how he came up with this story. The movie starred Maureen O'Hara as Doris Walker, Edmund Gwen was Chris Kringle. He was a well-known character actor. And as Adam said, he won an Oscar for this role. He nailed it, yes. man. Apparently, I read that when he won the Oscar, he came up for his acceptance speech, and he said, now I know that there really is a Santa Claus. Oh, how yeah. cute. He was, I mean, that man embodied Santa Claus. So, I mean, I read really everything did. I read about him was that everybody loved him. He was so kind. No one had anything bad to say about him. He was just the sweetest man Aww. on set. And, mm-hmm. and young Natalie Wood actually believed he was Santa Claus. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, according to her biographer, that she <laughs> believed Aww, that he was. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yes. So John Payne played Fred Gailey, as we talked about him, the lawyer, and you know, and Natalie Wood played Susan Walker. I would I would argue she's probably the most famous person in this movie, mm-hmm. the young young Natalie Wood, who played this role. She's we all know who Natalie Wood is, right? Mm-hmm. Rebel Without a Cause, mm-hmm. and West Side Story. Yeah, pretty cool, pretty stellar cast, I'd say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a really sweet little film. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, knowing now all of those little tidbits mm-hmm. of, of behind the scenes stuff, the spirit of it still carries through all of that. Yeah. Which is awesome. Beautiful. <clears throat> one thing, there was one thing that I read that it was, I thought was so cool. So we talked about how they actually used scenes from the, from the actual parade. So in 1946, they actually had Edmund Gwen play Santa Claus <laughs> oh, nice. in Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And that was the parade that they used the footage of for the movie. That's great. Yeah. So he actually did play Santa Claus <laughs> for the parade. And then they, you know, they, there's footage in the film of him waving. And he did all the stuff that Santa Claus is supposed to do. You go down the street, you know, you, you basically present the store to the children. And there's a display, you know, the Christmas oh, display. that's great. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, there's... And like I said, there's a whole lot to unpack when you think about this movie. Mm-hmm. Parts of it I just love. I love it so much. And there are other parts that make me go, okay, well, 1946. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, it's obviously like one, one of the things me and Marcy talk about this all the time, uh, you know, with Susan and, and her mother. Mm-hmm. You know, her mother's constantly being questioned about the way she's raising her child. Right. She's a single mother in the 1940s. And she's a very powerful woman. She's got yeah. a, a high-paying job. You know, she's a great she's a great role model for her daughter and she's constantly being questioned, Well, why won't you let your kid believe in Santa Claus, you monster? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I it's such a you know, we watch that now and we're like, Oh, Aww. she should be allowed to raise her kid how she wants to raise yeah. her This I mean, okay. <laughs> you know, it shouldn't be I mean, in this universe Santa's real and he's hanging out in New York City. So I guess it's a little different, but you know. Right. 
we we watched that that's always something that comes up when we talk about this movie so what did you guys think adam this is the first time you saw it in a long time right yeah it's been a very long time since i've seen it so uh thank you for indulging me and watching it again (laughs) but it's it's awesome it's so it's so uplifting the whole thing you know even when it gets kind of you know serious in the court scenes like well oh man he could be put away forever or whatever Mm -hmm. he's insane (laughs) but everybody's attitude is still pretty upbeat yeah especially especially chris kringle he's like He's like, he's got a letter from a kid, and he's like, oh, this is all I need, yeah. you know? Everything's fine. And he knew it would be okay. Oh, well, you'll figure something out. He's in this institution. Yeah, he tells he's not Fred, even worried. Ah, you'll figure something. And Fred is worried. He's, I don't think I will figure something <laughs> out. I, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it, he's this immortal being that's, <laughs> I mean, he he's fine. Like, he'll be okay. He knows that he's not going to be locked up. But... You know, this whole, I love, like, the scene, every year I watch it with my family, and the scene with the letters is always the best part of the movie. Mm -hmm. There's a scene where Susan writes him a letter, and she addresses it to the courthouse. Right. Where they're having the hearing. And uh, they show you, uh, you know, the the, the post, at the post office, (laughs) or at the processing center. Yeah. They come across the letter, and, you know, the guy says, this is silly. How come... Wait, this is weird. Why? We get thousands of these. <laughs> yeah. And, this one's and they're a... all for the North Pole. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're all addressed to the North Pole, but this one's addressed to the New York <laughs> City courthouse. What the heck's going on? Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, his boss says, oh, oh, you haven't read, you haven't read the paper, you know, mm-hmm. and shows him the story. Right there on the front page. Yeah. This man believes he's Santa Claus. You know, and that's why, and he's, and then they get an idea, they get the idea, you yep. know, to send the letters to the courthouse because, oh, hey, here's Santa Claus. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of becomes the whole thing that saves the day at the end of the movie. <laughs> right. The, yeah. These two guys were just trying to get rid of them. They were like, God, ooh, let's let them yeah, deal with all got, these letters. You've got a lot of dead letters. Yeah. That, like, entire building of letters yes. back there, we can get rid of that? Heck yeah. yeah. You yeah. and I know, I know it's like a building at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You can, you can imagine um, when Santa Claus from this movie when Chris Kringle finally gets to see all these letters they're dated back to <laughs> when all these kids that are adults now he's like oh man I wonder why I never get these yeah yeah <laughs> he's that's why he's delighted it's the first time someone's got the address right it's yeah. the first time he's ever actually gotten the letter before he's always just had to have it up in his head and this yeah. time <laughs> oh finally yeah. yeah he just had to spy on everybody could you before. imagine wouldn't this be a cool thing to happen in real life where uh, at somewhere in the near the north pole or something like that they make like a big glass like a huge huge glass building or glass <laughs> box and they just Fill it with letters so you yeah. can just see how many letters get written to Santa Claus every year. Oh Wouldn't that be gosh. cool? There used to be a Columbus, We since we're based in Columbus, there used to be a Columbus columnist who would, every around Christmas, he would read, he would go into the dead letter office mm-hmm. um, in Columbus and read old letters that pe- kids wrote to Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's, they're considered dead letters. You know, you can do that. Yeah. And he would find these really sweet, sad letters, things yeah. things that kids want from Santa, you know, mm-hmm. and they, since they believed in him. So, uh, you know, this movie has a lot of the feels. You watch it. <laughs> it sure does. You know, it, it's very sweet. There's lots of sweet moments between Chris Kringle and Natalie Wood. And you, you've got, 
you know, some of the some of the moments with kind of romantic moments is a little bit of like a background romantic story going on. Right. There we like we say there's the 1940 smash kiss at the end of the movie yeah. where where they throw their faces at each other and, and there's no way that doesn't hurt. It has Gotta to hurt be so bad. Yeah. So painful. It's like punching someone with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they had like an on-set dentist ready. To- <laughs> We're filming the kissing scene today, so we need a dentist on hand. Yeah, we hand. need to make sure. Oh my gosh! So yeah, if you've never seen this movie, I recommend you give it a try. If you've only seen the newer version, watch this version from 1947. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the original. I always like watching the original. Yeah, it's yeah. it's in black and white, but you don't even notice. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. You might be able to find a colorized version, but what's on Disney Plus is black and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of Disney Plus, do you guys hear about this crazy thing they did with this particular movie? Oh, yeah. So, so we all know about Disney buying 20th Century Fox, all of the IPs and all of the stuff, mm-hmm. right? That's why Avatar is on uh, Disney Plus. That's why this movie is on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So this weird thing, they put all of these movies up there, but they put they put Disney on the logo for Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what? They acted like it was like it was their movie when they, yeah. you know that which is in, and I remember when that first happened because I saw lots of articles where people were saying is Disney trying to change history mm-hmm. they tried to mm-hmm. say that this was their movie and you know what's crazy is that I'm actually seeing other people other places do this too yes Disney Plus was not the first time that I saw that happen mm-hmm. really yeah I've noticed it because there's a film that I saw in theaters with Marcy yes we uh, specifically <laughs> saw it yes Marcy and I like to see fun movies together and what one was, it was called Middle School, The Worst Years of Your Life. I yes. think that's what the movie was called. <laughs> wow. And yeah. And so we went to go watch it. And, you know, a couple years later, I saw it was on Netflix. So I put it on. And at the beginning of the movie, they had added a title card saying a Netflix original movie. What? Yeah. yeah. Legit. Really? Legitimately. And I, we were like, no. That's not no, true. No. We knew it wasn't true because, you know, we went to see it in the theater and, and I re- wow. I I saw that, I paused it, I rewind, I, I looked, it, it's there. Yeah. They added <laughs> it to the movie. And I started to notice that they did this with some other, they did this with some other shows and movies too. Yeah. And I, I see they do this and then you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, that Disney Plus did it and people, people kind of noticed. Yeah, people yeah. caught that one. Mm-hmm. And huh. it, it's interesting because, yeah, I, I'm actually starting to see it a little bit. And I was wondering, what you know, what I started to Google it. What constitutes, what makes it so that you can start saying things like that? Yeah. What rights do you have to buy before you say, oh, this is ours? Like, we've... We created this. Hopefully there is nothing that you can buy that will get you to that point. Yeah. But hopefully. I mean, sure, you can own something, and you have distribution rights and all that stuff. You can put it on your streaming service, but yeah. pretending like you made it yeah. back in 1940-something—that's insane, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was Disney even doing live action at that point? <laughs> Not live action. No. Stop trying to rewrite history, man. <laughs> yeah, be thankful for uh, the people who put actual hard work and talent into making your favorite movies and TV shows. Because they deserve it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very hard to make stuff like that. Just like it's really hard to make podcasts, too. Yeah. 
you could shove a couple of microphones into a laptop, but is that really a podcast? Yeah. I think by definition, probably. (laughs) (laughs) It just wouldn't be our podcast. That's right. That's right. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. And we also want to do a special thanks for our patrons, Joel, Jacob, Anthony, and John. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, guys. Maybe we'll get a female Maybe patron someday. one day. One <laughs> of these days. Yeah. One of these days, we'll yep. get a female patron. Who knows? Yep. Yeah. But thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We hope you have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving for whatever reason, mm-hmm. we still hope you have a wonderful day. Yes, yes. we do. And we will see you again soon. Yeah. Case closed. Bye. Bye.